0: Hey, family, it's Coach Josh here again on a little teaching video. I'm excited about this one. It actually bursts from, or a small percentage bursts from, my book, The Counterfeit or Counterpart. It's the seventh book I just released, um, but I'm excited about this topic because the ultimate counterpart is the Holy Spirit, and it's very important that we learn um, what it means to fellowship with Him and to bear fruit through Him. So for those who's watching live, come on in, and as everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I talk to those who are watching or listening later when Hey, welcome! Thank you for um, clicking this video. I'm taking the time to watch, and after watching, if this is your very first time, and you're like, "Yo, this guy's vibe is cool, man." Feel free to consider subscribing. I would love to have you a part of my community here on YouTube or wherever you watch or listening. I would love to be a vessel that God uses to help you grow holistically for God's optimum use and to help you make sense of your life. But for those who's been uh, watching or listening for a mighty long time, you've been a subscriber for a while. I want to say thank you all so much for. Um trusting the gift of God in me and for watching and for listening and for subscribing and for sharing and for liking and for commenting and for giving all the stuff that you guys do um to help me continue to do this thing for God. But I want to say thank you all for your support. But let's get right into it. Let me know where you're watching from. What's up, Princess? What's going on? Hey, Amen. I caught this for the first time. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited. Um, to have you watch me live. So as everyone is coming in live, um, let me know what you're watching. For. Oh, we got someone here. Herma. please forgive me if I pronounce you wrong, your name wrong. Hello, coach, all the way from South Korea. Thank you so much for watching. I know this 3.30 time in the U.S. is different times for people, but we're catching a lot of international people at this time because I know it's like nighttime for you all. I've been following you for years, uh, but my first time live, amen, that's the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. God gets the glory. I'm so glad that you're able to catch me live. I hope you got your pen and your pad ready because we're going to go through a lot of notes today. It's going to really help us understand what it means and what it takes to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and to bear fruit. Uh, Deshaun Adams, what's going on? um and i i know you're a girl this time i ain't messing with your name no more i'm messing with you hello good to be here haven't been here in a while north michigan here thank you so much for watching i'm glad to have you from detroit maryland in the building while everyone is coming in uh make sure you share like comment all that good stuff oh we got people rolling in now blessings from california uh hello coach from maryland thank y'all so much um Tierra says good afternoon i'm from spring valley new york thank you for watching from new york Ebony Santana says, hello, Coach Josh, watch from South Carolina, you down the street. Thank you so much for watching. Let's go ahead and get these notes out. We're going to be talking again about the ultimate counterpart, the ultimate counterpart who is the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited about this topic because he's my best friend. Um, He's he's someone that I go to, I commune with, I fellowship with, I brainstorm with. and, 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 And I really want to make sure I take my time with this discussion because once you get this down pat, Once you begin to fellowship with the Spirit of God and you really begin to bear fruit, man, man, nothing can stop you in this life and you'll just continue to grow in the things of God. But let's get right into it. Let's get to our main thought. Our main thought for today's lesson is this. The Holy Spirit wants more of you. The Holy Spirit wants more of you. Let's get to the problem. Many believers are grieving the Holy Spirit and are not growing in him. Their fruit is low or non-existent. Due to them not fellowshipping with him. Again, the problem is this. Many believers are grieving the Holy Spirit and are not growing in Him. Their fruit is low or non existent due to them not fellowshipping with Him. It's very important that we understand that it's through our fellowship with the Holy Spirit that we are able to bear fruit. I believe I said in the last, uh, yesterday's video that I talked about in order for us to manage and to sustain the material things in life, we need to be mature in the immaterial things of life. In order for us to sustain marriages and sustain families and to manage business and and other entities. Well, we got to make sure that we embody the fruits of the spirit. How can I manage a marriage? How can I sustain a family if I don't have the fruit of the spirit bearing in me love, joy, peace, etc. No woman wants to be with a man. No man wants to be with a woman that is full of lust and not love, who's impatient instead of patient, who's who's on a pursuit of happiness and not content in God's joy. It won't sustain itself. That's why it's unfortunate that so many people, believers quote unquote, are grieving the Holy Spirit, saddening him, um, affecting him. And that's one thing we have to understand about the word grieving. Grieving implies the Holy Spirit is a person. Many people look at um, God as just... Some machine or some genie, a, a, a feelingless individual, but he is a person. He is a person that feels. He's a person that 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 is a not want to say affected because that's too strong of a word, but that is so engaged with us that it does affect relationship. And most people confuse righteousness, that because of what Christ did on the cross for me, his righteousness was imputed on me. I am now in right standing with God, meaning that hell is not an option for me. But just because I'm in right standing doesn't mean I'm right within my patterns. I might be righteous in disposition, but it doesn't mean that my uh, lifestyle has been changed. And when you understand that you are in a relationship with God through his spirit, then you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to regenerate you So that your righteous patterns matches your righteousness in position. But when you understand that the Holy Spirit is a person and he can be grieved, then then it it, it changes the dynamic of the relationship. Like, I know I need to do better or I am inspired to do better. If I even catch a glimpse of my wife grieved or upset or affected by a decision I make, it causes me to adjust in the relationship. But if you don't understand the Holy Spirit can be grieved and that that you can play a part in in, in affecting the the sanctification process and causing it to be some halt there, then you will modify your engagement ratio. That's why I talked about yesterday. We won't fully understand the love of God until we fully understand the holiness of God. We cannot get so romanticized about the, about who God is that we forget about our reverence of him. And when you begin to reverence, the spirit that's in you, you will by inspiration and by love, not by works, but by love want to allow him to clean those areas in your life so that fellowship can continue. Uh, the spirit of god cannot fellowship when there's a practice of sin in your life there, there won't be no fruit you because how many people have stones in their heart and the bible says when the word of god has been planted that it doesn't bear more it doesn't bear fruit because there was no depth that they received the word with joy but there was no depth there or what about the individuals who got the thorns in their heart that it chokes the word and proves that it improves it to be unfruitful so, when you understand the Holy Spirit as a person, then it changes the dynamic of your angle and in, inside of the relationship. And it causes you to be more considerate and more understanding and, and more cooperative with the process of Him sanctifying you for a specific purpose for the kingdom of God. But many believers are grieving the Holy Spirit and not growing in Him. Their fruit is low or non existent due to them not fellowshipping with Him. Where's your fruit right now? How's your love? How's your joy? How's your peace? And when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, we're not talking about fruits as an individual fruits. It's not like love is an apple and joy is a pear and peace is grapes. You know what I'm saying? This is all encompassing that I can't be long suffering if I don't have no love. I can't be gentle if I'm not full of joy. You see what I'm saying? So they all work together. It is a fruit of the spirit, singular, not plural. But when you analyze and self-examine yourself, and you're like, yo, I'm really there's something choking this this vine and choking me from bearing a fruit or there's some stones in my heart or my heart's just hard completely. And you realize that the Holy Spirit is a person, then you would change the dynamics of your fellowship with him and you will see value in him out of reverence that then births a certain level of of excitement and, and uh, uh, diligence and discipline that says, Holy Spirit, we let's do this together. Let's vibe. Let's make things happen. Let's work. I don't got time to be in sin because I know that this sin grieves you. Let's keep going. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not needing. It's not you needing more of him. But him needing more of you. Now, what does that mean? Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not you needing more of him, but him needing more of you. So when the Holy Spirit came into my life and he comes into your life, you're sealed, sealed completely. Your spirit, man, is sealed with the spirit of God. It has been illuminated. It has been what the young people say lit. <clears throat> well, that doesn't even fall into the context of what the young people say now. But you know what I'm trying to say. Your spirit, man, which was once dark, is now uh, uh, enlightened. I would say enlightened, but it's, in, in, it's, in, it's filled with the spirit of God. Now, your soulish and your body realm is what the Holy Spirit needs access to. See, your spirit gives you self. No, your spirit gives you God consciousness. Your soul gives you self-consciousness. Your body gives you world consciousness. Let's break that down. Your body gives you world consciousness. Through your senses, you're able to touch the world, touch the things in the world. You're able to smell the things of the world. You're able to see, you're able to hear, you're able to taste all those different things. Now, your soul gives you self-consciousness. Your soul is what is where your will, emotions, thoughts, memories, all that stuff dwells. Based upon your experiences in life, strongholds or abuses or abandonments or rejection, deep emotional wounds, whatever occurs deep emotionally in you, chances are is affecting your character. It is affecting the way um, you navigate in life when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Your spirit man is filled, but you have to allow through the sanctification process the allowance of the spirit of God to renew your thoughts, to renew your memories, to renew the way you see the world, renew your worldview, to renew your emotions, to give you a better outlook of perspective. That's what the Holy. Spirit, that's what the Word of God is. It talks a lot about where you put your mind and how you think and how you process, and asking, are you conforming or transforming, so that you can really ask if am I positioning myself to know the will of God was perfect, complete, and all that. Gest- stuff. Am I, am I in position to be able to discern the will of God? But if you're not allowing the Holy Spirit based upon your lack of understanding of who He is in you, if you're not allowing Him to do what He does best, then you will continue to think the same way. You'll continue to feel the same way. You'll continue to move the same way. But that's what the text is, not text, but that's what the quote is saying there, is that being filled with the Holy Spirit is not you needing more of Him. It's not like, God, pour the Holy Spirit, pour another gallon of Holy Spirit in me, or pour enough, more of your Spirit in me. You are full filled with the Spirit of God as far as in your spirit man now when it comes to your soul realm and your body realm that's what sanctification does. That's why you have to be led by the spirit of God, not by your flesh. You have to allow through a proper understanding of God, um, being able to humble yourself and completely abandon yourself before him, allowing the spirit of God to lead. And that's what makes us different than God. When, when man was in the garden, they were like God. Now, what I mean by like God, not equal to God, but they were one. The father, the son, the spirit are one. They're, they're, they're not against each other They're in perfect harmony. There's Aspects of the Trinity we'll never be able to comprehend um, in its fullness, but we can kind of to a degree understand it. Like for me, I am one person. I'm Joshua Ejike Ezi. In this one person, I am a, I am a husband. I'm also an a uncle. I'm also a son. I'm also a brother. See, I'm four things in one. Right. So same as what God, but we're not even going to go into the depths of the triune being because I'm not intellectually. I'm smart enough to even try to give it a give it a try to try to explain to you. But that's what I'm trying to say to my brief understanding of it. But. Us needing more of the Holy Spirit is not what we're looking for. It's Him needing more of us, allowing Him access to every corridor of our life so that we can think the way we should think, so that we can feel the way we're supposed to feel, and so that we can move like we ought to move. That's what that means. Next point on this first slide is this. All relationships require work. Simple as that. All relationships require work. It All relationships require work work. If you don't work the relationship, the work relationship won't work for you. And that's what it is. When you feel it like the hardest to pray, like I'm married. Do you really think that I always want to be, or, and I want to say always want to be, do you think I always want to do husband stuff? I always want to be a husband. So that right now there's nothing in me that makes me contemplate me not being a husband, but do you really think that I always want to do what a husband wants to do? Do you think like what I, it's funny how when I get into bed and my wife would be like, babe, can you cut the fan on? Do you think I really want to get up out of my bed after I done positioned the covers like I like them? After I done done put, got myself relaxed from a long day, that I actually want to go and cut the fan on? No, but at the same time, in order for me to continue to be, I must be willing to do. You see what I'm saying? And all relationships require work. There's going to be some aspects of any relationship that you don't want to do. But that's the beauty of, 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 of working it out. The Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling." There's something about that. Working out my own salvation doesn't mean I'm working for salvation. That means while I'm in it, I'm working it out. I'm vibing in it. I'm feeling it. I'm figuring it out. I'm growing in it. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my own salvation with fear with reverence that i'm i'm reverencing this thing this thing is legit this thing is a salvation of my soul and with trembling letting me know that i'm incapable of doing this on on my own so i continue to be relying on the spirit of god all relationships require one. let's go to the next slide now let's talk about what grieves him and i have a ton of scriptures that really expresses the character of the holy spirit and we'll get to that now what grieves him Thank you all so much for watching. We got VA in the building. Uh, we got Singapore. We glad to have y'all. Thank you all so much for watching. Got it. Had it come out. I'm so glad that you're here. Now, what grieves him? Number one is sin. Sin grieves him. Grieving means saddened or sorrowful, disappointed. Like, like. Come on, man! You're interfering with the with the flow. Like you know, when I'm playing ball and I got a player on my team that's not intellectually sound in the game of basketball, and we're trying to win, it, it, it affects me. It affects like the vibe of the team. It affects my energy level because I'm like, man, you're 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 hindering the process. And that's what grieving does. Like like, come on, man! you hindering. My objectives. You interfering with my uh, uh, my objectives in making you Christ-like and in making you a better person, so that you can be a better servant in whatever role that you hold. But what grieves him? Is sin. Sin is just um, doing anything that's not pleasing to God, and that's not what God commands us to do. It's, it's falling within our sin nature. It's sin. Sin grieves him. Habitual sin, especially. I'm sure he understands. He's more in his foreknowledge, understanding you growing out of sin and you making mistakes as you submitting your life to God and figuring this thing out and you growing. But we're talking about like habitual sin, like you know for a fact. That's why the enemy's after your understanding mentally of the Holy Spirit and of God. You know what I mean by God? Because if you view God wrong, you won't respect Him right. See what i'm saying if you have a poor perspective about who god is then I mean, you'll just that's a bunch of people right now they got the whole grace thing messed up they got the whole love thing messed up with god that they've lost any sense of holiness they've lost all sense of of understanding that he is still just that he's still god no father on this earth will let their son or daughter continue to live in sin or continue to do something on the merit of that you just being a gracious and merciful father With that love comes chastening. With that love comes pruning. With that love comes correction. And we've gotten this whole thing mixed up when it comes to condemnation. I really believe that certain people just don't want to be told that what they're doing is wrong. And they want these eighth place trophies. They want to feel good about themselves. They never want to be corrected because correction makes people feel uncomfortable. But in order to to be who you need to be, you have to go through correction. And that's what we do. It's hard to... It's hard to really vibe out with God if you view God improperly. And that's what opens the door for people to fall into sin and make them fall into sinful habits. Oh, I can do this because God loves me. I have a relationship, not a religion. Now, what marriage survives without vows? See what I'm saying? My, My marriage is governed by vows that I told her, vows I vowed to do. If you keep throwing religion out, you throwing you throwing out boundaries. People in a relationship where they could do what they want to do and still call themselves a Christian. No, you have to understand that there are parameters. Good and undefiled religion is to be unspotted from the world and to take care of widows. I believe that's what the text says. So there is a religion that we're supposed to follow that gives us boundaries. And number one thing that it says is to be unspotted from the world. But what grieves him is sin. Number two, what also grieves the Holy Spirit is corrupt communication and bad associations. When you just allow yourself to be be incubating in environments that produce certain levels of of, of communication that is not fit the occasion, that doesn't build up, etc., that you grieve him because that's not the language of heaven. That's not the language God wants us to vibe with. That's not what he wants us to speak. He wants us to speak those things that are fit the occasion that's there to build up. And um and etc. I forgot there's another there's another piece in that scripture, and I'm sure y'all know it. Um, my brother Kenny in the building. What's up, family? It's good to see you, my brother. Anointed man of God, right there. And so what we have to understand is is that. We have to understand that we have to keep a muzzle over our tongue. We have to guard our tongue and our tongue only produces the fruit of our soul. If our soul is tainted, we can't, our tongue will be tainted. If our soul, which is like a sponge and you allow yourself to be in certain environments and you begin to suck up these different types of communication and all these different things. And it's not even just corrupt communication in regards to cuss words or whatever. It's just speaking whatever the Bible says we're not to speak. If you start speaking against what the word of God says about healing, what the word of God says about living, what the word of God says about anything, that's corrupt communication because corrupt communication is giving authority. Where is our authority? It's in our words. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Either, either your words are corrupting things or erupting things. I think the erupt is that, yeah. Either it's corrupting things or producing things. And that's why you got to make sure you're not grieving him, because when you speak a thing, you either speak in life or you speak in death. Also, what grieves him is bad associations, man. Being around the wrong people, being around people that ain't really about the things of God. That's why I tell people you only as sharp as the knives in your drawer. When you go to the kitchen drawer of your life, are you are you the sharpest knife? Are are you surrounded by dull knives? If you're surrounded by dull knives, you end up dull. You surround yourself with sharp knives, you'll be sharp enough to cut through things. And the reason why people can't cut through life is because they haven't allowed themselves to be cut. They haven't allowed themselves to be sharpened because they have bad associations. How can the Holy Spirit do what he does best in you when he's your seventh friend and your twelfth friend? You know what I'm saying? And you got all these other bad associations as your top go-to person. He's our ultimate counselor. That's what grieves him. Three, disobedience is self-explanatory. Just not listening, (laughs) just not obeying, not obeying God's word and not obeying the word that the Holy Spirit is speaking for you to do in the moment. Number five, what grieves him? Falsifying his character or lying on him or his intentions. That's one of the big ones. What grieves him is, is a lack of understanding of who he is falsifying his character having a poor understanding about god's love a poor understanding about what the spirit of god is supposed to do in you falsifying his character or saying well this god told me to do this the holy spirit said this the holy spirit put on my heart to do this like like for real like if you really reverenced him if you really honored him you won't speak that much about him publicly because you want to make sure that you accurate about what he has communicated with you because you know that if i speak a thing outside the holy spirit's leading and he doesn't back me on that i will look like the opposite of elijah asking for fire to come down from heaven you got to make sure that you are intentional about 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 your engagement with him and that you respect his character knowing that i'm not going to put god's name on anything that i'm not sure god told me that's why i always tell people to protect yourself what you do is this uh let god reveal publicly what he tells you privately Right, most people they just be well. God told me and I'm just gonna put it out there. No, no, no. Let work on that thing privately, and let God reveal it publicly. What grieves him? Lying. That same thing is uh corrupt communication. is lying. just being a pathological liar. Number seven. What grieves him is twisting scripture and living the twist. <laughs> twisting scripture and living the twist. What that means is, what grieves him is actually poor interpretation of his authorship. Poorly interpreting what he wrote. Because the damage of that can be widespread. If a pastor grabs this book and just picks a scripture <clears throat> and doesn't understand it within context, doesn't read 10 verses above <coughs> or 10 verses beneath or cares about the integrity of the text. Right. You know how much widespread damage that will do to people. But what grieves him is when preachers or individuals who are not like the Bereans that do not take the word of God or what another man said about the word of God and compare it to the word of God and then see if it makes sense. That's what grieves him. That's why, man, I stay within the book. I, I sharpen my exegetical ability. Kenny, my brother, he understands what exe- exegetical ability produces in believers. When you honor the text and you execute the text the way it was written and the way it was meant to be distributed. When you, but when you twist scripture, it grieves him because I'll be mad at somebody that misinterpret what I wrote. I got seven books. What my seven books said. I have seven books. If someone five years from now misinterpret my text, I'm gonna feel certain away because that was not the intentions of what I offered. Also, living the twist. You twist the scripture and you're gonna try to live that thing out. The word are gonna even say that you living it out boldly, and then you a pyramid scheme, getting people within your 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 cult company to try to build up your your equity and build up your money and you mess up everybody's life. What grieves him is twisting scripture and living the twist. <clears throat> Number eight, what grieves him is no desire to know truth. What that gonna do? How can he really produce fruit in you? How can he really move through you if you don't desire the whole truth? He, he's 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 a spirit that sets the captives free. The Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, right? The Bible talks about whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible says the truth will set you free. So if you like you as believers, we have to be pursuers of truth. We have to flow with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gonna tell you that's this is what true, what this is what's true about your character. The Holy the reason why we don't like the Holy Spirit, the reason why we don't want to with him, because he always has a mirror. He's always showing us who we really are. He's always showing us our true motives. He's always showing uh how we can how we can live this thing out through Christ, how we can make the changes. And since we we don't like change, we won't be able to be changed for the best, right? Um uh Felicia says. Uh, this is perfect. Holy Spirit is my best friend. I literally cannot function without him. Never, ever want to piss him off. I'm taking notes. Amen, my sister. Deshaun Adams says human nature has such an issue with correction that if you just give a reminder of what God's word says, the response is you can't judge me. The Bible says judge with the righteous judgment. They even twist that scripture out of context and try to twist our arms behind our back and try to muzzle our mouths. But I'm going to tell you the truth. If you're around me, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Cause I don't got time to be judged by 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 what I didn't say when I should say. There's not a relationship on this earth that I love more than truth. And if you can't handle truth, then what what are we? <clears throat> Let's keep going. Number nine. <clears throat> excuse me. What grieves him is not acknowledging him. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. What grieves him is when you don't even acknowledge he's in the room. How many times do we just navigate life? And the Holy Spirit who holds all truth, the Holy Spirit is willing to correct us and guide us into all truth to show us more about our righteousness. Show us that what we have in us that's offered in us and what Christ wants to do through his spirit in us when we don't even acknowledge him. I talked to my class two days ago, my 10th grade class, <clears throat> Bible class. We talked about uh, Psalms and uh, Psalms, Proverbs 1. How truth, not truth, but wisdom is at the gate. Wisdom is everywhere in the marketplace and wisdom talks loud. Like the Holy Spirit didn't got to speak because it's evident that how we should move and navigate out here. But what grieves him is when we don't acknowledge him. What grieves him is sin, number one. Number two, corrupt communication and bad associations. Disobedience. Did I skip one? Bitterness and unforgiveness. Yes, I did. Number four, what grieves him is the root of bitterness. Bitterness, and unforgiveness. He can't really, I, want, I never want to say the word can't around the Holy Spirit. I never want to say that. So hear me when I say this. Um, but we are unable to bear the fruit that we need to bear through him if we're bitter and unforgiving. We have to forgive. We have to allow him, we'll talk more because I can't, I can't even labor 10 or 15 minutes on that because, um, but I have other videos on bitterness and unforgiveness that I think will help but what grieves him is uh, falsifying his character. Number five, number six, lying. <clears throat> oh, great question, Meme um, Love. Let me get to you. Lying, twisting scripture and twist, living a twist, no desire to know the truth, not acknowledge him. Now, Meme Love says, what is the example of acknowledging God in all your ways? Great question. Here's an example. When you're um, at, at work and you're dealing with a coworker that you don't like, instead of going off in your feelings, Holy Spirit, I'm acknowledging you right now. How should I handle this? Or a money situation comes up and you feel like you want to spend money and do whatever. You acknowledge, Holy Spirit, is this the wisest thing I should do with my money right now? Because Holy Spirit, you know what's down the road. You know exactly the purpose of this money in my pocket. You know the purpose because you do, the Holy Spirit gives seed to the sower. The Holy Holy Spirit gives you insight of what to do. Acknowledgement in all your ways is literally just saying in everything that I do in regards to decision making that will affect my livelihood, that will affect the people connected to me, that will affect my mindset, that will affect my emotions, that will affect any choice or decision I make. I'm going to acknowledge him by simply saying, Holy Spirit, is this what I should do? Holy Spirit, is this the wisest thing to do? Holy Spirit, um, what do you think about this? Holy Spirit, before I make the decision, can you give me wisdom on this? And you gotta love and trust Him so much that you say, I'm not gonna make any decision without Him. We're not talking about brushing your teeth or going to the bathroom or going to work or even with going to work. You gotta, you gotta vibe. Never live a life routine based all the time. Live a life in relationship. The Holy Spirit may say, go the long way to work today. You gotta shift. You gotta just go with that because it could save your life. Acknowledging Him means that that's my that's my default position with Him. That I'm acknowledging Him. I'm I'm patient. I'm poised. I just don't make decisions impulsively. That I consider the Word of God, what the Word of God says about the thing, and I consider timing and allowing the Holy Spirit to confirm what I need to know, etc., etc. Hope that helped. And I may do another video, a part two on this. Because <clears throat> I'm going long already, and I haven't even got to my other slides. Now, benefits of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We're going into some benefits. What are the benefits of fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit? Number one, you begin to deeply love Jesus and want to be more like him. The benefits of fellowship with Christ, I mean, fellowship with the, with the Spirit, is that you actually become your best self because you're becoming like the best, <laughs> You see what I'm saying? You deeply love Jesus. Like you, like, yo, Jesus, like, 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 I, I, I want to be more like you. You see what I'm saying? I even notice it even within the schools that I work. When 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 a kid looks up to me and they be like, you know, I want to be like Mr. Ezzy. You see what I'm saying? That that kind of is preaches to me about who I need to be like. But when I felt that that pushes me, not pushing me, but it, it it naturally leads me to spending more time with him. Why? Because because the effects of me fellowship with him affect so many other people. But the benefits of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, spending time with him, acknowledging him, um, vibing with him, walking with him, is that you begin to deeply love Jesus more and you want to be more like him. Because you know, be, Because you begin to recognize that being more like him benefits me more. And you don't want to be like him for the sake of the benefits, but you just naturally recognize the benefits of being like him. It is what it is. When you have a Christ-like character, yes, that's persecution. Don't get me wrong, you're gonna be persecuted. But at the same time, there's a lot of um benefits that come with being like him. You know, more favor, more, more wit, more, more wisdom, more different way of carrying yourself, a different speech. It just it, you, it's a different vibe. Number two, benefit of fellowship with the Holy Spirit is you bear you bearing more fruit. You begin to become more loving. I've noticed it in my own life. My patience at another level, man, because of the Holy Spirit. I'm walking in supernatural love. I, it's it's crazy that that when you search the Holy Spirit, you don't walk in the world's love. You don't walk in the world's joy. You don't walk in the world's false sense of peace. You don't walk in because anybody could be patient when everything's ticking and clicking for you. But we're talking about a supernatural love. Wow, like. I actually can love my wife <laughs> and, and ain't no carnal love. It ain't no self-seeking love. You see what I'm saying? You begin to have a joy. You begin to really be like, fam, hear me. You really begin to be strengthened in joy. Like you really be like, man, I ain't worried about a thing. I ain't worried about nothing. Like God becomes your joy. It's, it's, I'm telling you, when you fellowship with him, you begin to walk in the original supernatural Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, etc. You begin to bear more fruit, and when you bear more fruit, you can be a benefit to so many people. But that comes from fellowshipping with Him. Okay, number three, you feel lighter. Like well, fam, I like I'm not heavy. My care, so so, Amy, uh, we we playing. Um, we you know when a care gets on me, I talk to on God. Boom, on got time. I don't bend through anxiety attacks. I don't bend 320 pounds and then lost the, and flip, flipping, flapping, flipping, flapping. I don't got time to flip and flap. You know what I'm saying? I don't got time for that. I like. I want to feel lighter when I play basketball with the uh, with my uh, with my students sometime in practice. They're like Mr. Ezzy, shifty for a big guy because I'm light. <laughs> I'm light on my feet. Same thing spiritually. I, I'm shifty out here in the spirit realm, giving them demons that woo, 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 that ah, 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 that in and out. You know what I'm saying? Get the demons like, oh snap, I ain't no, I ain't know Josh had moves like that. Shift in the spirit realm, because I'm lighter. That's a benefit of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Number four, you become eternity-minded and purpose-driven. That's man, that's another benefit of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You become eternity-minded. This earth, like for real fam, this ain't my home. The world getting crazy, man. Like, like, like you, 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 you can't wait to get to heaven to see you. A uh, God for real, for real. Like I feel God for real, for real. But when I man, bruh, when I walk through them pearly gates and I dap up God, bro, I don't even know if I'd be able to dap him up. I don't even know if I'm gonna fall into his arms. I might just fall at his feet, bruh. Like, bruh, like, like that's that's earth ain't my home. I'm pilgrim passing through, and that's a benefit of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You become eternity minded, you see the world differently. You see the world through God's eyes. And you navigate in disguise, and you able to really uh, 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 um, just navigate this world differently. And you purpose driven. You know, you only got one life, and you know that you're gonna be at the white throne judgment. I think it's the right, judgment. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, be held accountable for what you do in this body. Like, why do Christians act like they're not about to be judged, player? Judgment ain't about you whether you're going to heaven or, or whether you're going to heaven or hell. Your judgment is about what you did with this body. How you built. How did you build on the foundation of Y'all out here living crazy? Like you ain't about to stand before God and be held accountable for what you did in this body? Y'all crazy? Who raised y'all? Who preaching to y'all? Who's y'all's preacher? Who's shepherding y'all? Y'all out here walking looking dumb. Like you ain't about to stand before the King of Kings, Lord of Lords and be held accountable for what you did in this body. Blair? I don't got time. I must fellowship with the Holy Spirit because I don't got time. I have a little small little crown you know my and people you know a little small crown falling off my head bro you know i, I want to be able to cast crowns at christ's feet i don't want to be tossing a little thing sound like some quarters hitting the ground i want to cast a, I want to cast a crown to be like this that'd be heavy heavy crown i don't got time to toss on little crowns and people like who's who dropped the penny <laughs> who dropped the penny coach that was that your crown or you dropped the penny come on man benefit of fellowship with the holy spirit Number five, you're unplugged and unstuck from the world. Thank you for your super chat, uh, Deshaun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. God gets the glory. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, you're unplugged and unstuck from the world. When you felt the Holy Spirit and you vibe with him and you get to know him, man, you're unplugged from this world. Goes with number four. And you unstuck from where Like the world don't really, you don't even want the world's little toys. What's the world of toys, man? But you know what? I'm I'm laying up for where I'm going to be forever. It's crazy when people make all this money, invest all their time and energy in a temporary place. We're fellowship with the Holy Spirit, man, so that we can so that so that we can be unstuck from here. That nothing any like, If God came back today, would you be disappointed? Would you be elated? Would you be disappointed if God came back? OK, bet you happy you made the heaven. But would you be this? Well, I never really got a chance to get married. So oh, I never really got a chance to have kids. So God must be greater to you than any experience you desire to have or have experience in his life. If not, your heart hasn't been opened up to him. Like, do I want kids? You best believe. But if God comes back tomorrow, bump them kids. No offense to the kids, to the little Ezzie's that we plan on having. But I'm saying, if God comes back, bump the kids. If you're a single person, I'd be like, if God come back, bump being married. You know what I'm saying? If you never made a million dollars in your business, bump the business. God is greater. I get to see my maker. Come on, man. Number six, benefits of fellowshipping. Of uh benefits of fellowship with the Holy Spirit is that number six, you're freed from sin, man. You no longer entangled, man. Ain't nothing holding you back no more. You're lighter now because you don't got no hidden sins that's affecting your character. Now you double agent. Now you got two different personalities. You 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 clean Bob in public, but you sin in Bobby at night. You know what I'm saying? You're free from sin. Benefits of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you can see clearly. You see things how they should be seen. You see marriage differently. You see singleness differently. You see money differently. You see the world differently. You see music differently. You see movies differently. You see time differently. You see the Bible differently. You see God differently. That's benefits folks, in the Holy Spirit. Last but not least, number eight, you're delivered. Oh, some of these things are repetitive. You're delivered from sin. Same thing as you being free from sin. Hey, Miss Farr, what's going on? Co-working the Hey, how you doing, Miss Farr? Good to see you. Hey, that's what that's just the benefits. <clears throat> There's benefits of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does fellowship with the Holy Spirit look like? Making time. Holy Spirit, he's a person. How you treat your best friend on earth, you treat the Holy Spirit like that. Start a conversation. Holy, Spirit, If you never really vibe and talk with him like that, Holy Spirit, show yourself to me today. And then build on top of that. How you can fellowship is going to the book that he wrote for you and finding out more about you, learning about his attributes, Spending time. What I do, I have business meetings with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, yo, man, how are we gonna make this Ezzy Empire for your glory? How, what we need to do, you know? Do you have witty inventions, witty ideas? What you got for me to do? And I, pro, I make myself proactive. But when you when you engage with God like that, and God gives you big dreams, you can't help but go to a big God, because you know good and well, God will never give you no human sized dreams, because you could do it without Him. God gives you God sized dreams, so you can vibe. Like what? Like when I have kids, I I I, I want to open up space where they want to work with their dad. Hey, yo, son, let's go work on the car. Son, let's go back and do this. Daughter, let's go do this. Let's go, you know, build something. Let's start. Let's start. Let's work on your business. You know what I'm saying? Like f- that's what a good father wants. That's what the, that's what God wants. <clears throat> and it's through His Holy Spirit that we are actually able to see the Father and the Son correctly. Let's keep going. Now, now let's talk about some things about the Holy Spirit. Let's get to the Word. Of, what does the Word of God say about the Spirit of God? It's essential that we understand this. Um, God bless you too, Miss Four. I got you. Uh, we all need this. Like, like fellowship with the Holy Spirit is something that it's going to be sad how many people is going to be in heaven and be like, we could have vibed more down there. We really could have got more things done. He teaches and he guides us. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name this is Jesus talking. Well, see, you see how the Trinity is in the word of God, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, Jesus name, he will teach you all things and will bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. He teaches us whom the father will send in my name. He will teach you all things, all things, not some things, Dude, how many chapters within the Holy Spirit's library have you read? Holy Spirit. I, t- I want the Holy Spirit to teach me everything. Teach me everything that I have the capacity or you see that I should know. Because the Holy Spirit going to teach you everything because he knows you're not mature enough to manage that thing. But I want to grow in such a fellowship with him that because I tell people this. Uh, um, people, you know, they're looking for knowledge. But when you serve another man, when you in an environment of that man, you get free knowledge. Fellowship gives you free knowledge. You know what I'm saying? You can get, you can get that person's book. You can vibe. But when you friends with somebody, see, I'm a friend of God, man. God be putting me on game. God be giving me stuff that he may charge you for. I'm joking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God, you, it might be 19 dollars for you, but it's free for you, boy. Because I'm always where he is. When you always around a mentor, you begin to hear things that he charges people a thousand something dollars to hear. See what I'm saying? But when the price has already been paid by his son's blood for you to have access, why not spend time? Holy Spirit, teach me all things. And even when I'm out here, I know you're going to bring it to my remembrance. Jesus was, of course, talking to the disciples, but that applies to us as well. John 16, 30 says, when the spirit of truth comes, Jesus talking, yo, when spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He teaches us the things that are to come. He will guide you into all truth. But we don't like the guy because the guy shows us the truth of who we really are. We want the Holy Spirit reveal me the truth of my future. Reveal the truth of who I'm supposed to be. No, the Holy Spirit reveal the truth of who you are now and how you're not where you need to be. That's why we don't vibe with him like that, because he can't help but be honest. He's a spirit of truth. He can't help but tell you the truth. OK, I thought that was my um, wife calling my wife. Uh, OK, anyway. <clears throat> and but whatever he hears, he wouldn't speak and he would declare to you things that are come. Now, verse 2 Corinthians 317. said, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The truth shall set you free, my friends. The Holy Spirit, he teaches and he guides us. Number two, he must not be grieved. The word of God says he must not be grieved. Ephesians 4.30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. See that word sealed? For the day of redemption? Like, we are sealed. People talk so much about the mark of the beast. But why don't we talk about the seal of God? Right? Right? Why are we so, I'm glad I got the seal of God. Bump the mark of the beast. Mark of the beast, cool. We should be talking more about the seal of God. Now I'm sealed. player. you can't mark me up. I'm already marked. You see what I'm saying? By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve him. He must not be grieved because there's a goal. There's a goal for you to behold. Okay. And to become 1st Corinthians 619. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. We act like we are all. No, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? That's reverence. Reverence. Come on, man. The most admirable person that you admire. I bet you're going to clean your house from top to bottom when they come over. I bet you, I bet you if your pastor, I bet you if if, if the whoever you adore and whoever you admire comes around, you you start cleaning up, house clean, everything clean, but we dirty in front of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't care. I'm going to just smoke this. I'm going to drink this. I'm just going to sleep with this prayer. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, and he, and you got the, you got God's spirit in you and you just going to talk crazy. Like people be acting different around me because they know I'm a preacher. I'm like, fam, I'm just a human. You've been smoking in front of God. You've been cussing in front of God. You've been. And that's why these preachers, these false preachers, got y'all thinking stupid. Not y'all. Got people thinking stupid and, and not, not honoring God and reverence Him like they, they ought to be reverenced. But when you know the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God dwells in you, you will treat Him like the most admirable person is coming to visit your house. Oh, do you not know that your body's temple of the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit he dwells there. Whom You have from God? He said, Let me reiterate. Just in case you think that he's third person. No, he's not third person. He's from God, fam. That's God's spirit. You are not your own. Do you not know that you're a that you're a God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? He must not be grieved. Etc. Now he points us to Jesus. John 15:26 says, But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father. That's why he told his boys, man, I gotta go, fam. Because me in this body state, I'm limited in this flesh. But when I break this flesh and I ascend before God and the Holy Spirit comes, now I'm everywhere, fam. Who proceeds from the Father, he will bear, um, he will bear witness about me. Whatever spirit, you know what spirit you entertain, whether it's the Holy Spirit or demonic spirit, is based upon who they point you to. If they point you to the an Antichrist or they point you to Christ, that's how you determine. Now, Sandrea so Lawson says, I have a question. I am not baptized, but whenever I meet people, they always assume I am a Christian. I ask if I'm baptized. Is that a form of seal? I don't know why so many people get such energy. Um, yeah, I mean, baptism is a benefit. Why not? Why not um, embrace benefits uh, and, and do all the things the word of God requires? Of you? I think it's a benefit in baptism. Um, um uh, but don't don't worry about what people say about you. It's between you and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will make a way where you're baptized by the person he wants you to be baptized by, etc. And for you to experience going forward. But you don't need to be baptized to have the seal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so don't think that, oh, I'm not saved unless I'm dipped in some water. No, baptism is a benefit of salvation. It's, it what precedes or follows salvation, but it's not the means of salvation. Right. It's the blood, not the water. Ooh, that, took, that took me back to the old school church. It's the blood, not the water. Hey, let's keep going. All right, He points to Jesus. Next point. He is better than Google. Did y'all know that? Did y'all really know that? That the Holy Spirit better than Google. And it's unfortunate we don't search him often. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Google can't search God, man. Google can't search God. So the Holy Spirit is greater than Google. And we just hop and skip. You're so welcome, Sandra. We skip over the Holy Spirit and we go right to Google. And God's like, before Google, I am. <laughs> anyway, he's better than Google. That right there is profound. Imagine if you searched the Holy Spirit more, what would you find? He helps us when we are weak. Romans 8.26 says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. that's, That's a benefit. Like, he's like, I have an option. I have alternative. I have a way. With every temptation, there's already a way of escape. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Ain't that great? Isn't that great? He bears fruit and gives power. We kind of talked about this Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such thing. There is no law. He bears fruit. That's what he does. He bears fruit. What grieves the Holy spirit, Tina. I did it. I did it early on in the video. I'm going to go ahead and show it to you now, but make sure you go check it out. I don't know what minute marker, but here are some things that grieves the Holy spirit. And um, after this video's over and it posts, make sure you go check back. And I mean, I think I, I think I labored on this for ten minutes, and you'll kind of see what grieves him. Because I know some of y'all y'all catch the y'all catch the live a little bit later, and that's totally understandable. Because I'm doing it at a time that's just not probably beneficial for a lot of people. Um, but that's what's good about these videos. Once they post, they're available for as long as you need them. Uh, he bears fruit and gives power. Excuse me. It says. He bears fruit and gives power uh, Romans 15, 13 says May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing So that you by the power of the Holy Spirit You may abound in hope Whew, Man, I wish I had time to labor on that verse But abound in hope There's going to be times where your hope dips Because you're human And the experiences And based upon your experiences And connecting with your level of spiritual maturity You just kind of be boom, boom but the power of the Holy Spirit, it, it, it helps you abound back in that hope again. You're going to have some nights where you're sad. You're going to have some nights where you just like, man, God, where are you? But the Holy Spirit will empower you to abound back in hope. That's powerful, man. Ooh, I wish I could labor on that. May the God of hope fill you with joy. All joy. Man, that, that verse, I'm going to I'm gonna have to do a video in that verse by itself. That's powerful. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Power, not a form of godliness, but denying the power. Right, you know when someone's floating the Holy Spirit, when when yokes are being destroyed and people want to go to Jesus That's when you know someone's operating the power of the Holy Spirit. You know when someone's operating the power of their own talent and ability. When at the end of their display of godliness, they're drawing you to them. That's when you know there's a kernel spirit in operation. When at the end of the day, you talk more about that man of God or woman of God than you do about Jesus. When the Holy Spirit is operating in a room, people want Jesus, not Josh. They want Jesus, not pastor such and such and such and such. He gives you the words to say. Mark 13, 11 says, And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given to you in that I Holy Spirit, on oh standby with the chopper. He, he ready. He like here, here's the word right in your mouth. Here's the words you need to say. For it is not you who speak. We got a fellowship, I'm telling you The world needs us Emboldened by the spirit of God Man, that's why this video is powerful And needed So that you you stand in front of a judge You can stand in front of anybody And don't worry about what you're going to say Holy Spirit gives you word That's applicable in any environment Before I speak or preach, I'm nervous But what I do, Holy Spirit Here you go, that's just a vessel Use it 2 Peter 1.21 says, for no prophecy was ever produced. Man, these scriptures on the Holy Spirit, powerful. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along. Carried along by, let the Holy Spirit use you, men of God. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, women of God. Let the Holy Spirit do what he has created you to do, fam." He gives directives. I think this is my last one. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called him. Basically, it's, a explain, it's an example of how he gives directives. He'll tell you what to do. Like, he'll give you play by play. If you want your business to be successful, you want your ministry to be impactful, you want your family to be strong, he got you. Not everybody wants him. Man, what? Hold on, my nephew's called home. Hello. Yes, sir. Nah, man, I'm not. I'm not gonna be there until late. I'm doing a video. Coach ain't there, bro. What's she? Oh man, I forgot about that part. All right, man, I'll be there a little bit, bro. Are right, yeah. My, sh- my nephew left the shoes in my car. See, that's th- is that my problem? I'm joking. Let me <laughs> I got jokes. Not everybody wants him. Another thing in the word of God said about the Holy Spirit, not everybody wants him. John 14, 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be. In. Not everybody wants him. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. They don't want to receive him because they can't see him or they don't have no desire to know him how to fellowship with him. I didn't I forgot about this part. <laughs> Is that it? Is that it? Oh, man, I got more points. How to fellowship with him. He'll be all right. He's do some pushups. nephew, if you're watching, I get your shoes to you in a minute, bro. Just do some pushups, some sit ups, fam. How to fellowship with him. <clears throat> Number one, acknowledge and appreciate him. How to fellowship with him? Acknowledge and appreciate him. Like we said earlier, acknowledge him. Holy Spirit, I'm going to slow my life down and let you drive. I'm going to pull. This is what you do. I'm going to pull the car over at the light. Holy Spirit, you see the gas station up there? I'm going to pull over in the gas station. I'm going to get out the driver's seat and I'm going to let you drive, fam. Acknowledge and appreciate him. Appreciate, like, like, man, ain't, ain't nobody on this planet that does you like the Lord. And recognize he is there. You gotta understand that he why you think the devil created Alexa? I wanna say devil created Alexa, but why do you think, well, why do you think technology is like Alexa? You got that's what the Holy Spirit been God Ben had an Alexa. God, I am not gonna subject the Holy Spirit down to Alexa, but the technology that we see right now came from somewhere. God already been had. He gave us his spirit to say, uh, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? That don't mean, no, 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 that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit, please understand what I'm trying to say. The Holy Spirit doesn't serve us, we serve him. So we're the elects. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't, we don't, we, he don't serve us, we serve him. So what I'm saying is, but so since we're subserv- since we're servants of his, we should be able to say, Holy Spirit, what 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 is this? I recognize that you are here. Let your wisdom be clearly seen to me. Number two, how to fellowship with him. Understand he is not number three, he's equal. He is not the lesser of the Godhead. He's not like, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit, too. Yeah, him, too. No, no, no. (laughs) equal, equal, fully, like fully God. (laughs) Equal. He, the, the Father, is not top dog, and the Son, is like the middle dog, and the Holy Spirit, little, little mutt. No, he's equal. He is not a number three. He is God. We understand that there is God's spirit. You'll fear it. You'll it. Number three, how to fellowship with him? Make time for him. Make time for him. Simplify your life. It's hard to fellowship with God when 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 your life is too full. Make time for him. Simplify your life. Simplify it. Hey, man, Holy Spirit, what is the extra stuff in my life that's not good? like Get rid of him. Get rid of her. Get rid of that. Get rid of this hobby. And now you got time to fellowship. Talk to him. Be available. Talk to him. He's a person. You've been talking to Alexa for the last since she bought it. You've been talking to Siri. You already know how to talk to something that you can't see. <laughs> you already been talking to Alexa. You are. You ain't never met Alexa day in life. You never met Siri. All you, all you did was heard Alexa's series voice, but you never seen him. So why we can't keep that same energy with the Holy Spirit? Talk to him and be available. Next month, how to fellowship with him? Recognize, repent, and release all grievances. Recognize him. Recognize like the areas in your life that's affecting your relationship with him. Repent. He's going to lead you to repentance. He's going to say, man, you got to confess this sin so that we can work, get you boom, boom, whoop, whoop and get you back where you need to be, and release all grievances. How are you going to be able to fellowship with the Holy Spirit if you're still bothered by the very thing that he's trying to deliver you from, that Christ died on the cross to deliver you from? You got to release all that bitterness and and all that stuff so you can be lighter and free and more agile and more shifty in the spirit realm. How to fellowship with more? Flow with him. Let him lead. Like, in the beginning of your fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be a lot of questions. It's going to be a lot of stop, start. It's going to be a, it's going to be a getting used to the flow with Him, right? But as you like, with any ball players out there, when you start gelling with Him, when you've been vibing with Him, and y'all been prac, y'all been in practice, when it's game day, when it's really time to really for Him to be extra strong, you'll know where He likes to shoot. You know, a Holy is a, um, the Holy Spirit is probably a, the Holy Spirit is probably a mid range. I think, I think the Holy Spirit is kind of like a Kawhi Leonard. Mixed with the, you know, what I'm saying. So when you know his game, and you like, I right. now the Holy Spirit like a point guard. So Holy Spirit is more like a, um, well, well, we'll anyway. But you know what I mean. But when you when you know. That he knows, and you let him bring the rock up, and you fellowship with him, and you flow with him. And y'all game, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop, pick and uh, pick and fade, and 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 and, and all you know how to the vibe. Then, then over time, the flow will get increased, and you will have a greater kind of boom. I know, I know where Holy spirit, like, shoot them corner threes. So you know, when you cover screen, you already looking for the old spirit, swing the ball over, old spirit, like, split act. That's what I'm talking about. It's it talking about follow with follow. With him. Flow with him. Sorry. Let him lead. Trust and obey his nudges. When he nudges you like do this, fam. You do it. The fruits of obedience is always great. Next point. Let him read the Bible to you. You let him read. Holy Spirit, what did you mean by this? Read this to me. Slow down. I talked to the kids in chapel today. I told him the Bible got a speed limit, bro. You can't go seventy-five miles an hour through these texts, man. Like when I pick up, I told him, told the kids, when I pick up my nephew from his house and take him to school, man. Like, like the 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 the, uh, the speed limit is like twenty miles an hour. Why? Because right up on the sign is kids at play. So the slower you drive, the more you see, the more you are aware. The same when you slowly go through the word, and you let the Holy Spirit say, "Don't no, spend some time on that first passage." Spend some time with that. Then the word of God becomes a fresh and new for you. How to fellowship with him? Let him read the Bible to you. Next point, enjoy what he enjoys. What does, all, what does the word of God say? It's the joy of the believer. If you know a sin, if you know a stuff like that, we off that. Because I don't want nothing to affect my fellowship with him because I want, I want to enjoy the benefits of fellowship with him. Last but not least, keep on the forefront of your mind what it costs to have him. Do you know how much it costs? It cost the second of the Godhead his life. It cost him being beat on that cross. It cost that flesh had to be broken. That blood had to be uh, shed so it can be put uh, before God as the payment for our sins. You see what I'm saying? Like When you keep on the forefront of what it costs to have him, you will cherish him. If you think it was just, if you look at salvation as cheap, you will use it cheaply. But when you know the cost, You'll treasure it deeply. Hope this message was a blessing to you. Make sure you check out my book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, available now on Amazon. All these points came after I wrote the book. A lot of parts of that um, points are in that book. Um, But but it's a great book because this book talks about how um, to uh, fellowship with the Holy Spirit and how to understand that when you understand him as the ultimate counterpart, then you'll be able to recognize the different parts of your life that God sent for your life and so that you'll never never settle for a counterfeit. So make sure you get that book now and all my other books there on Amazon. You just simply type in Joshua Ezzi or you can go to my website, imunplugged.com. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Or go to my website, imunplugged.com, and there you can learn more about what I do as far as... Um, uh, books, card games, uh, courses, um, areas for you to give and support where you feel led by the Holy spirit of support. Uh, what I do here online and what I do in my uh, other ministry categories, uh, other stuff too, man. Uh, t-shirts, all that good stuff, man. So I pray, um, this message was a blessing to you and I hope you got something from it. I gotta go. I would answer some questions, but my nephew needs his tennis shoes. That's his fault though, bro. Why are you in your bag in my car, fam? You see what I'm saying? But anyway, as Uncle Josh, man, I got to go to my nephew's rescue because I know he's trying to get buckets today. He got a game tomorrow. Um, but I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I pray this message is a blessing. And I'll see y'all next time. I think the next video I'm going to do is how to raise your standards. My nephew got a game tomorrow, so I don't know if I'll be able to do that video tomorrow. But, um, um yeah, so I may do the video tomorrow. I may not. But I love y'all. Got to go. I'll see y'all next time. Hey. I may be done, but the health, the, the Holy Spirit is waiting to talk to you. Vibe with him, man. I'm telling you, you'll be lighter. You'll enjoy You'll be brighter. You'll be lighter and you'll be a stronger fighter. I'll see you all next time. Peace. Love y'all.